You're listening to a Planet Pod short, bite sized practical advice from experts about key sustainability challenges. Planet Pod shorts are brought to you by Akil Management and sponsored by The Planet Mark. Okay, I'm Susanna Gore. Today we're talking about the circular economy, which is kind of a buzzword, but what's it all about? So it's based on the unavoidable fact that we only have one finite planet. If it's going to cope with a growing human population and an improving quality of life, then we need to rethink the concept of waste and resources. This is something nature got long ago, but us humans, it's taking us a while to catch up. This is where circular thinking comes in. The term circular economy is a fairly new way of thinking about how to drastically reduce waste and pollution by using our finite resources from cotton, plastics and timber to metals and minerals, for example, far, far more efficiently. The current way we do things is we use resources to make products, generating waste and pollution along the way, and then throw the products away at their end of life. We literally take, make and waste. A truly circular economy would mean the concept of waste simply no longer exists. So products are kept in use as long as possible, and when they get to the end of their life, we recover and regenerate the materials. This would also include eliminating waste and pollution during their manufacture. So essentially all materials, chemicals and products would be designed and used in such a way that they can either be handled completely safely by nature through biodegradation or composting, or they are reused, repaired, remanufactured or recycled. But essentially, they never become a waste product. So what would this look like in real life? You might think this is starting to sound a bit hippie, like we're trying to feed compost bins. But in practice, the digital worlds of big data, the internet and advanced manufacturing technologies will all play crucial roles in shaping the circular economy. Let's take a practical example. So imagine you need some new running shoes. You take a few photos of your feet, which are then used to order new custom fitted ones through an app that enables 3D printing. Your shoes will be made entirely from recycled materials, offering high-tech performance and with inbuilt sensors that enable your shoes to collect and exchange data. You collect your bespoke shoes from a local sports shop and bring in your old running shoes for recycling to get a discount code. The shoe store can use this data to provide additional advice or suggest when it might be time for a new set of insoles, allowing you to extend the life of the product. Many runs later, you're reminded that your shoes are reaching the end of their useful life. You return the product to the store, earning the discount on your next pair, which can also be custom made based on all the data collected about your running style. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, the company that made the shoes uses your old shoes to create something else perhaps another pair of shoes, or could be something completely different. This might sound like science fiction, but almost all of these ideas are already happening in one form or another, at varying stages of development, and demonstrate characteristics of circular thinking. It also might seem a bit counterintuitive for a business to help customers extend the life of its products, but some brands, like Patagonia, the outdoor clothing company, are already reaping the benefits They've used it as a new way of engaging with their customers and enhancing their experience of the brand, making it more likely that they'll come back in the future. You might ask, what's the point of making this enormous change? Well, the reality is we just can't go on as we are. 
Plastic in the oceans, which we're all acutely aware of now, is only the tip of the iceberg. Air, water and soil pollution, climate change, the rapid global decline of habitats and wildlife are all grim reflections of our hugely wasteful and resource-hungry economy. Businesses are coming under increasing pressure from their customers, investors and employees to show that they are reducing resource depletion and waste generation. They also have to think about the security of supply. They have a really big self-interest in helping to conserve the natural materials that their supply chains rely on. So as a result, a number of big companies, the likes of IKEA, H&M, have made some hugely bold statements that they aim to be a fully circular business by 2030. And many others have similar targets set towards that. And at the other end of the scale, there are plenty of startups and small companies looking to disrupt the market with innovative business models, such as the new app Stuffster, which aims to facilitate the reuse market and make it much more easy and accessible for consumers. And it's not just companies. Cities such as Glasgow and London have set out visions and roadmaps to become circular, and the Netherlands have developed a government-wide programme aimed at developing the circular economy across the whole country. So it doesn't really seem to be a question of if, more a question of when and how fast the circular economy will really take off. If the growing interest in single-use plastic is anything to go by, it could ramp up pretty quickly. It's still early days, but one thing's for sure, you can expect the way you consume and access products will change significantly over the next decade. Thank you for listening to this Planet Pod Short. You can download further episodes from our website, theplanetpod.com, and follow us on Twitter at planet underscore pod. Please do rate and review this episode, and we look forward to you joining us again soon.